This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get 30 free days and a free audiobook by signing up through our link, audibletrial.com slash issues. Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 2, The Well, the post-episode recap and review of this episode of The Walking Dead. And tonight, I'm actually alone. This will be the first time in a long time on The Walking Dead recap that I'm not with Joe Dirty Locks. He has to work this evening. I was maybe going to be joined by The Walking David, but he also had to work late this evening and wouldn't have a chance to watch the episode. So you got just me, just little old me, out here to talk about this episode tonight. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about this episode, and we'll get into it. I didn't completely dislike this, and I didn't completely love this. There's a lot of decent stuff I enjoyed in this episode, but I do, again, what seems to be my problem with The Walking Dead so far, my biggest issue with The Walking Dead is pacing and how it's all out. I think what could have been a good B story to an episode, or maybe even the A story with another beat going on, was just a little bit too much in this episode, a little bit too much of the same thing. And I know if Joe was here, I can only imagine what Joe would say about this episode. But, but I did, but I did like some elements of it, and we're gonna get into that tonight. It was not my favorite episode of uh, The Walking Dead for sure, but we'll get all into this. But I'm not alone. I may be alone as in hosting-wise, but I'm definitely not alone. I have with me the best, the motherfucking greatest, some of the most awesome people around, the motherfucking chat that I got a, had an awesome time watching the episode and talking in the live chat before the episode started with Terror Chan, Tim, uh, Critch is in there right now, Puglia, Wolf Gaming. Whoa, it is fucking, wow, you have feelings about this episode? I only have apathy, says Corey Mitchell. I'm trying, before I go down my rabbit hole of hate, which I might eventually have to go with this episode, I'm trying to look at that there might be some elements of it that I did enjoy. I enjoy Carol as a character. I like some of her reactions to everything that was going on in the kingdom. If But before we go there, if you want to join us, you can jump in the live chat right now and share your thoughts. You can always email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. You can call and leave a voicemail or a text at 781-990-8509. You can also call in live, if see if the phone lines work, if you want to jump in on that at 1-315-948-8237. And yeah, those are the best ways to join in. Jump in the live chat, share your thoughts about this episode. But what I was saying, the thing I enjoyed was Carol's reaction. A lot of the reaction shots to Carol looking at the insanity that's going on, especially at the beginning, her reaction. I just felt like everything kind of wore thin after a while. I got it. I'm like, okay, I get this. We don't need to do this for a whole episode. We don't need to have a long training montage with the with the choir singing and showing the Master Splinter fucking training montage. I didn't need to see that. I didn't need that extended. I didn't need to retread over some of the same shit that we know and we've heard a million fucking times with, uh, with, with Morgan and what Morgan's arc is. I feel like, yeah, we've... It's somewhat interesting at times, but we've heard it all before. Let's 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 take let's see what this is right here for a second before we go any further. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you for disappointing me so much. I defended you when you didn't have the governor cut off Rick's hand. The Fucking cocksucker! Oh you Cocksucker. This is not remaining true to yourself, you stupid fuck. You were an honorable man. This isn't remaining true to yourself to get what you want or to get what your destiny is. Staying true to yourself, you stupid shit. Go f*** little 
<laughs> okay, so uh, that thank you to uh, Taka for putting that together. But I just need to throw in a Joe rant because every episode needs a Joe rant. I just felt like this episode dragged. It didn't need to be an hour and six minutes long. It could have it could have used a B story. We could have gone to just check in with Tara for a second, seen that scene with her walking through the woods or something. And then I know we're gonna probably have dedicated episode. Each episode next week looks like it's gonna be a Daryl-centric episode, which I hope is gonna be better because at least it's gonna be Negan. Maybe I maybe the way they panned it out after last week's episode, it would have been better to go right to the Daryl Negan episode and follow Negan and Daryl back from that scene, and then maybe do this episode later. Later in the season or spread this storyline and other things throughout the season because I think there's some interesting elements there it just it was a big fucking jerk off fest when it comes down to it though and it was just all splattered on there and just it, to me it felt like it dragged in a lot of parts and I feel like the dialogue wasn't good either in some sections but but whatever. So I, I gotta get this over the over with because I know some people might be listening. Okay, then don't watch. I like the show. I want to like the show. I think the actors do an excellent job. I think atmosphere is created all right and for the most part. And I think they even the way they set the scenes from the different areas, the different strongholds. I like how the kingdom was set up. I like the visual aspects of it. Seeing all the farms. Seeing how much bigger when it comes to that stuff it is than anywhere you've ever seen with the self-sustaining food. I like the interaction with the saviors we got in this episode with the pigs and loading the pigs up with zombie meat. And that reveal was kind of neat the way that happened. But again, I'm going to repeat myself a lot here. I feel like this could have been compacted and put as a beast or as an A story with a strong B story. Or maybe put this episode a little later after the, what we got last week. I wanted a little bit more of that story coming on further. So if we had followed Negan and Daryl back to uh, Savior's headquarters and gotten that whole situation going on, it just would have felt a little bit more natural to me. This just felt like it was a sh it was an episode out of a different universe. So it really made it difficult for me to concentrate and decide how I thought about this episode because I felt at times like I'm watching a completely different fucking show. And that's okay, but it... But my mood after last week, I was in a certain way, especially I watched the episode a second time from last week's episode. It was still wasn't great, but I enjoyed it a little bit more. And I was just in that mindset of of just of almost Negan taking over the show, like coming out there and being like, I'm taking over your show, motherfuckers, and just becoming the star. So I feel like the next episode should have been very Negan heavy and showing how he took, he cucked Rick, bent him over, fucked him and fucked him right in the balls, took it all away from him, and then took over, and then should have gone from there. And I know I have a major case of the shouldas tonight, or the wouldas, or the wannas, or whatever, but I, I don't know, that's just how I feel right now. We got a phone call. Let's take our first phone call and see if the system works. Let's go. This is area code, and call when I put you on. This is area code 50, or wait, 509. Tell me your name and where you're calling from. So here you go, area code 509. You're on the air. How much did you love this episode? No, I'm kidding. Uh, wait, no, you're not on the air yet. Let me go. Now you should be. No. Fuck me. Fuck me. I can't fucking do anything. Oh, here you are. Now you're on. What's going on, caller? Hey, so we will see if time for a shut the fuck up, <laughs> Perfect timing, Tim. Great to talk to you, my friend. Great to talk to you. Tim, right, right on cue as always with a shut the fuck up, Phil. Shut the... And Tim's right. I should get to the motherfucking chat. Great to jump. Great to thank you, everybody that's joining me in the live motherfucking chat tonight. You guys are fucking awesome. Uh, my question is, why did it keep showing Negan knocking on the fence in the previews, but that didn't happen in the episode? Because they did that stupid fucking thing.
thing I really hate where they show you previews of things to come later in the season. Just show me what's in the next fucking episode. They always do that after the premiere, and I really don't like that they do that. The whole episode felt like a bit of a B-roll, Hannah said. Uh, I want to see Carol meet Negan. That's going to be an interesting. Uh, long live Joe. I'm liking Ezekiel or likening Ezekiel to Hades right now because of the pomegranate. Westworld is fucking amazing tonight. Don't taunt me with what I'd rather be watching. Super Mellow 420. Great to see you, Anna Banana. I think Fear the Walking Dead is actually better now. Carol better take a train to the West Coast and meet with Ophelia. Kick some ass. I just kind of want Carol to go away now. LARPing in the apocalypse. Huzzah! I thought of the Greeks' myths because of the pomegranate too. So agree with you, Phil. Uh, Ezekiel... Uh, also, it's not your majesty, it's your grace. Give her a pomegranate and she had to stay in Hades. Welcome back, Timo, the Lords of the Underworld. Welcome. Welcome, Paolo. This one felt like it should have been the premiere, says Tom himself. I wanted to see the tiger eat someone. We go from Negan to this. Hey, Phil, off topic. But, oh, thank you so much, Randy. It was really awesome of Devin to have me on the channel. And I had a really awesome time uh, him getting to... Uh, having him interview me. And we had a really fun discussion on that. So lots of love to for Devin for all his support and that I that was fucking out of the blue and I was just really it was a really awesome time and I look forward to doing some more shit like that with Devin in the future the tiger won't really do anything uh the tiger will get the ghost treatment won't do shit the chat watch is always hype the kid the kid Ben was pointless Honest to God, never thought I'd say this season of American Horror Story is better than the season of The Walking Dead. Uh, Richard will kick ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, I won't go that far. Fear The Walking Dead lost them. Born itself. Sam Burbia Pictures love this episode. Anthony, Anthony says, hey, Phil. Wolf Gaming, when Phil reads my comments, my nipples get hard. When I see your comments, any of your comments, constantly reading the comment section makes my nipples perpetually hard. Sam Burbia, great to see you. Great to see you in the live motherfucking chat, my friend. I'm glad you enjoyed the episode uh stephanie enjoyed the episode as well or said she liked it better than last week's episode tiger equals direwolves hey brown sugar american horror story is ass this season though so here we go so ultimately what i think this episode amounted to was was some some decent stuff i like the way a lot of things were shot in this episode especially in some of the, in the beginning sequence the way it started with carol and when she was walking through and some of the flashes with the zombies everything looked a little bit different to me i initially was pe peaked up watching the episode i'm like oh this is very interesting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep 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 and and i feel like, it could have gone in an interesting direction for me. It just lost me. I, I wanted to like this episode a lot. I wanted to come out here and be be like, this should have been the premiere episode, that, like what Tom was saying in the chat. This this was it. This was the good stuff. You know, that. But ultimately, I feel like this, again, it's all down to pacing. And it's all down to timing and perspective. I'd love to look at this episode again at a later date i just don't feel like it was the right time for it yeah it was the right time to be introduced to all the kingdom people i agree i agree with that and we needed to meet everyone from the kingdom that needed that needed to happen because ezekiel's going to be probably a big character going forward on the show and so i guess it did need to happen I don't know. Maybe I'm making excuses. I might be just full of shit, but the butt might be in my face. As I was saying in the chat earlier before the episode started, I'm almost at a loss. for This is me at a loss for words. <laughs> yeah, I liked last episode better. Uh, KLC, I suddenly have a Game of Thrones craving. Oh, thank, thank you so much, Alicia. Appreciate that. Lots of love. Ezekiel was much different than I anticipated much. I felt like this should have been 
the third episode. We follow Negan in episode two. I could have split it with another episode, Phil. This show should have been the third. Yeah, and again, I, I know I'm, it's all about the pacing of it. And it's because I'm going to be, this is the last time I'm going to talk about it. No fucking way it's the last time I'm going to talk about it. Because of what they did with the cliffhanger and not finishing off your business at the end of a season, you had to waste the whole first episode on the big reveal of stuff where you could have had the whole first episode just be about Negan breaking Rick down, maybe killing somebody else, like half of what you had in the other episode, and then sort of lead into what was going to happen and then have the second episode be Negan. It's the pacing. I The acting, is the actors are doing very good jobs. I don't, I didn't like... I didn't like the Shakespearean dialogue and all of that. It put, took me out of it for a little bit, but I liked the last scene. I thought the last scene between Carol and Ezekiel had some potential, but some of the dialogue was just written weak too because the scene stretched on longer than it had to go. And they just he kept repeating certain themes that didn't need to be repeated. And yes, Tim, Tim, you're 100% right, my friend. You're 100% right. They're going to have to hear a couple of these tonight. Oh gosh! I seriously don't have more fun than when I get there. Oh, wow, it's not more. I seriously don't have as much. Cannot tell you guys how much fun I have being able to come out and talk to you guys, even uh, even in situations like this. And I, I mean. All being said, I try to enjoy it, and it's the social aspects of it. This is a social show. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to come out here. It's even a fun show to bitch about. For people out there that might be listening, being like, oh, if you don't like the show, don't talk. I, I enjoy watching it, and I, it's not that I enjoy hate watching it. I want to find greatness there, and I feel like The Walking Dead is is like that friend of yours that really screws up a lot, but it has those one or two moments a year of utter beautifulness and love and shows you how great of a person they can be. Maybe I'm that person to other people in my life. Maybe that's the only way I have relationships with my friends and stuff is because I do one good thing a year and the rest of the time I treat people like shit. And then I go, I'm awesome. Love me. No, but that's what I feel like the walking dead is to me in some level. I feel like it's always doing a couple things good. The two steps forward, five steps back. Oh God, gotta get hit someone with a spike bat. But it just seems like it does go. It it makes me feel good, and it does something awesome. I can expect at least ten or fifteen really awesome things from The Walking Dead every season. And I like The Walking Dead. This is just for me. This isn't that I don't like slow breed. Burn shows. I fucking love Westworld, Better Call Saul, True Detective Season 1, a lot of episodes of Game of Thrones that people will call filler episodes. I even like filler episodes of Game of Thrones uh, of, or Walking Dead when they work. But The Walking Dead, at its best for me, is action heavy. Has to be action. Heavy, heavy, heavy on the action. Frantic pace to it, almost. When they take their time and dive into these things, it's not that I don't like this type of art. Sometimes they tread on things that are cool, like the camera angle that they use or the camera filter that they use in the Carol section to visual her visualizing zomb uh, the zombies as humans and stuff like that. Like it, Certain elements can be successful in what they're trying to do. But for my taste and what I like about The Walking Dead, it's I want action, zombie, fast-paced, fun entertainment for, for this show. That's just me. I can't tell what someone else wants from it. And this episode was did not give me 
what I what I wanted. I had a couple small sections. I feel like now it's two episodes and we haven't got that. You show us a Negan Daryl episode, you can amp up the funny or the action. Should have Negan putting Daryl through a bunch of steps and stuff. Well, we got some pig hunting in this episode that was just like, eh. I mean, I like the conclusion of that scene with the saviors and all of that. And I feel like there's some cool stuff in there. But again, I, the pacing of everything just doesn't work for me. And that's why I'm being a little bitchy asshole right now. That's why I'm whining out my balls. That's why, that's why uh, blood is dripping out of my balls right now while I talk about this. But that being said, I still hope for great things. I still saw some things in this episode I really fucking liked. How's that for straddling that fence up my ass? <laughs> Let's jump in the live motherfucking chat. I love you, Anna Banana. I love you guys. Love everyone in the chat. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you so much for all your support. Hey, Phil, do you think The Walking Dead would do better plot-wise if it had an HBO budget? Hmm. I think visually it would be an entertaining thing to to do that, but I don't know because I think the problems with The Walking Dead stem from the top and stem from the writer's room. I don't think it's budgetary purposes or a lack of being able to go there on a dark standpoint, maybe some, maybe partially with dialogue with someone like Negan with the, with the fuck bombs and stuff. But I think for the most part, AMC probably gives them enough rope to do what they want. And the walking dead, the problems come from that. They want to be considered a more artsy show than I think that they should be. And again, that's me talking out my ass a little bit because who am I to say what the fuck? But it's just, it's like, I like the early Chili Peppers when they were dirty and raunchy, when they tried to write pop music. It bothered me a little bit. Or it didn't bother me, but I just didn't like it. I feel like The Walking Dead's its best when it's... Even last week, I might not have loved everything that happened, but I appreciate the darkness and the grittiness of what they were going for. This episode, just these draggy, art-filled sort of stuff. I I like this type of stuff. I just didn't think it worked here 100% in the place where they chose to put it in the second episode after everything that happened in the last episode. I feel like they could have had a better follow-up to that album, so to speak. I'm still a fan, but I'm annoyed at these last episodes, and I don't even care about Glenn dying. They cried wolf too much. Daryl is a more exciting tiger than listening to Ezekiel talk about his tiger. Walking Dead is much better when on the road than when settled in. Perfectly said, Randy. They have a budget. They just don't use it for the show. G+, great comment. The King's monologue was a tad long. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think a lot of stuff that happened in this episode, that would be my note for this episode. Instead of it being an hour and six minutes, and I know it wasn't an hour and six minutes, I mean... AMC time an hour and six minutes, six minutes long. It could have been 10 minutes, 20 minutes shorter. And I'm just repeating myself and I'm going to do it probably 2,000 more times. And a secondary story to cut up the action a little bit. To just have a little back and forth parallel with something. With something. Them driving home or something. And the awkward moment in the bus ride home <laughs> with everybody after what happened with Negan. Just the awkward silence. So, so what do you guys want to do for dinner? So I don't know, something, just some, something. Can we talk about the tainted pigs for a minute? Are they all infected anyways? I don't know if that was just a big fuck you to them because when they, they could cook through the rot, so it's just a way of giving them a big fuck you to them because if I remember correctly, doesn't, does eating the rotted stuff of the zombie, will that turn them into zombies if they cook it too? I'm not, I'm not positive of the science behind the zombie apocalypse. I'm trying to remember back when... Gareth ate the tainted meat if they were like no we're gonna turn into zombies or they said uh it doesn't matter you cooked it I wanted to say Gareth threw a line in there where it was where he said if you're not gonna turn into a zombie you cooked it or some shit like that shut the fuck up Phil the the Shiva origin was dope though that alone uh was enough for getting me back on board this episode felt like 
or what the season premiere should have looked like if they hadn't done that stupid cliffhanger. Very interesting point, Tom. Tainted pig meat. Tainted pig meat. It's rotted and gross. I'm so frustrated with AMC. Each season could have been only eight episodes and there could have been a much tighter story arc. <laughs> what do you guys want to do for dinner? You just throw that tainted meat. You just throw that tainted meat into a bowl of browns. <laughs> no worries. That, that makes the episode worse. If the tainted piggies won't hurt them. Then the entire episode was pointless. Yeah, Gareth did say we cooked it. So, so I, th I think if you cook it, it's okay. But and it was just more of a big fuck you in a way that say at like a restaurant when someone spits in your food if they don't like if you're if the, the waitress spits in your food if you're rude to her or some shit like that. Not that I've ever seen anything like that happen in my life and my history of working in restaurants. I've never seen anyone do that ever. Okay, everybody. So there's enough foreplay. Let me get into it because I have a date with another television show on my television after this recap. So here we go. One, two, three. G plus, great minds think alike. Okay, everybody, welcome. Here we go. We're going to get into our recap of the episode now. And uh, yeah, here we go. Let's get into this. And I do want to point out that I am drinking Game of Thrones beer. The Ama Gang, this is Vala, Vala Morgulis. Pretty good. Never drinking it before. I got the got the that is my beverage of choice for the evening. So here we go. We open up our episode tonight on a wheel. And we see Carol. She's on a stretcher being led by some knights into somewhere else. This was my probably in retrospect of the whole episode, my favorite part of the episode was this opening segment. I like the perspective. I for the most part like how it was cut. I think there was, excuse me, an odd edit in there. I'd have to rewatch it when it transitions from when they're not being attacked to when they're being attacked. But for the most part, I really, I really do like, like the beginning of this episode. We see Carol in a stretcher being led in by a knight. We see Carol's perspective and we see the town that she's being wheeled through. We see Morgan and the screen goes to black. Then we hear music and it goes to a walker attack. We hear gunshots and this and it's walker fun. Uh, Morgan's doing his Donatello thing and the dudes from the kingdom are kicking some ass too on horseback doing their knights thing. Carol's tripped out. It's almost like this is what I think uh, Corey was saying in this chat. This was the acid bath scene. It just was, it was like a acid trip here. It's just like, whoa, what's going on? And one walker comes towards Carol and it's, it's this weird, interesting angle, visual thing going on with Carol and one of the walkers. So then we get some more action and as we see Carol escaping into the woods and getting away from everything that's coming going on, she comes to a house outside where she sees an old woman inside whose face fades to a walker. And then she's being uh, being chased, in the chased by a walker and some horses come in and starts kicking some ass and she just stares back at them and then we just go to, to her eyes, to, to some walkers and just back, more back and forth stuff as she has her mouth open wide and uh, she introduces herself and we have this discussion. Good. We've been looking for you. It looks like you found some people yourself. So after that, we get Morgan at a mailbox, 
and he flips the mailbox. This is the house that we get at the end where he flips the mailbox at the end. This is the, the, the bookends of the artistic moment of the episode that let's focus on this mailbox and the normalcy of life and living in this whatever. So... So they head down the road with the hat with the horses. Next, we see a rabbit foot, and it's at Carol's bed with Morgan looking over to her. He looks over and he sees wind chimes that go and start to wake Carol up. And we get this discussion here. The wind chimes. More or less. Okay, long conversation. So she asks where they are, and we get a talk from Morgan, Morgan how they're in luck. There we go. Said it could have been much worse, but you had some luck. And you're back with the weapons? We wanted to lock them up. And seeing as they were helping us, I didn't argue. It'll be with them until we're ready to leave. I figured that would be another week. Maybe a little more. So they have this whole discussion, and he introduces her to the situation. And at the same time, we're going to stay for a week, and then we'll head back to Alexandria. We ask what this place is. He says it's called the Kingdom. The Kingdom. And then the music kicks in, because this is a beautiful place of LARP and role-playing, where one can get a quest and meet a tiger. So we see that this horse is around, and Carol wants to know if... Morgan told them who she really is, meaning can she do her fake Carol bullshit or do they know who more did Morgan tell them who she is? Morgan says all they know is that they're jumped on the side of the road and we came to help them. King Ezekiel. Why, who are we, Carol? Did you tell them? They saw what that man did to you and they saw what I did to him. We got split up, you found trouble, I found you. That is all he knows. <laughs> that is all he knows. He almost sounded like uh he almost sounded like Eugene there. That is all he knows. So then they get, they're going to meet King Ezekiel. And they go in. He wheels her into a theater who's sitting up on a stage with a giant green CG tiger. No, with a giant tiger. The tiger in of itself looked okay. The problem with the tiger from just a simple tactical standpoint is it just didn't, the tiger itself visually looked okay. It was the interactions between the human world and the tiger world. It looked, who framed Roger Rabbit looked better with Eddie interacting with Roger. I know it's a different sort of thing, but it just didn't, I think the tiger initially itself looked okay. It just didn't look like it fit into the world. It was obviously just, too, it just, it took me out of the moment. But of course, there's a tiger. We met it, there's a tiger. Ezekiel has a tiger. To say that Ezekiel has a tiger. If people in the live chat are asking about Joe, Joe is working. He got a new job, and he's still too early in the job to explain to them that he needs every Sunday off to do a Walking Dead uh, recap show. But and he works overnights, so he's going to be missing every other week. Some weeks will be me alone. Some weeks we'll have the Walking David when he's around and maybe some other guest hosts around throughout the season. But Joe will be back next week, and we'll try to get on with Joe this week at some point in time for a shorter cast midweek for Joe to share his thoughts, or we'll have him talk a little bit about that next week. So Joe will be back next week. He is still watching. He's just working and unfortunately could not make it this evening. 
That tiger did shit. Well, that's one one well-fed tiger. Other than that, I don't care. We all know the tiger has to die soon for budgetary reasons. The people of the kingdom are little bitches, but I fell in love with Ezekiel's character instantly. I liked Ezekiel's character by the end of the episode. I still think the, the way that the episode was written and some of the extended dialogue could have been edited or cut down a little bit, but I think... To see the change over to hear what he did with Ezekiel, uh, with uh, with uh, with the tiger and all that stuff, uh, saving the tiger's life, his interactions, and when the switch happened, and he shut off the thouist that is shit, shit. I think it was a good moment, a good acting moment, and a good character moment. And I and he's going to be a big character, and you can just tell he's going to be a big character on the show from this point further. I just feel like he wasn't put in the best position here because a lot of it. Again, I'm watching this episode a little bit like this. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So we get, we meet King Ezekiel. So now back for, we're back in on the theater and let's hear, let's listen to the theater. Diva, enough. The fair maiden has been through a myriad of trials. They are our guests. As Terry Chan said, who let Ezekiel out of Skyrim? Chill it up, Bess. Chill it up. Jerry. You are a faithful steward, but your words leave me pitch-kettled. I understand your concern, Shiva. You haven't met Carol, nor have I. But if she is a friend of Morgan, we shall consider her a friend of the realm. A friend of the realm. Okay, at this point, and I know I understand maybe that is what we were supposed to feel about this. And this is where I'll give the show a break in the sense that at least we had Carol here. And we had Carol's silly faces for me because Carol, to me, is doing the face of the entire world during this section. Every The moment when Carol's face through this whole situation about where the fuck am I? What the fuck is going on? Why is this happening? Crazy, is exactly how I'm feeling. Watch this whole entire thing. You have been addressed by the king, yet you remain silent. <laughs> Do I detect skepticism? Perhaps you think me mad. Perhaps you see this place as nothing. I just, I, I was. This is. I think it was interesting. I know what they were trying to do here. It's just. It just rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, but I, I did. I definitely appreciated the Carol moment, and this was another decent moment in the episode where I love getting to see see through Carol's eyes in this moment. I think you're amazing. Right here, this is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And you're Shiva. It's it's Shiva. Shiva. Amazing. Yeah, I would be speechless if I wasn't already speaking. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on in the most wonderful way. <laughs> As Morgan is aware, I encourage those who find respite here to enjoy the fruits of our grandeur for as long. So I like that moment. I like Carol's whole situation and her reaction here. She says, uh, "Drink. you've got to stay here, drink from the well. Jerry, take my apples, take all this fruit, take some pomegranate. She says, no, 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 I'm a chocolate girl. I don't like no pomegranate. And uh, he says, we got a guitarist and a small choir. You know, if you want to hang out and want to have a party, you want, you want something to feel good, just just hang out, have a good time, take in all the, take thou with, thou with take in what the kingdom hath to offer, thou fair maiden, and maybe you can help us with our uh, situation thingy. <laughs> Hark, the moon hangs low like a testicle in the sky. 
<laughs> Full credit to Robin. That's a Robin Williams joke. Oh my goodness. Okay, so. <laughs> oh my God, do they have someone in the tiger suit in The Walking Dead? What the actual on Talking Dead? What the actual fuck? Do I have to stop this podcast? Do I have to pull this podcast over right now <laughs> and get out of the car and watch this shit? Oh fuck. Okay, so so then some theater guy tag along and Carol says, "Come on," and uh, and she's just she's speechless. Royalty. Anyway, uh, Your Majesty, I should call you Your Majesty, right? You can. Thank you, Thank Your you. Majesty. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is mine, Carol. Be well. So she, and then she goes outside and talks to Morgan and she says, are you shitting me, Morgan? This place is a fucking circus. Are you fucking shitting me, you idiot? Stop it. Stop this. This place is a damn circus. All of it. These people, this is make-believe. It's playtime. And you're just... <laughs> I can't do this. I can't Look, be Carol, here. These people no, I can't. Morgan, yeah. I won't. Yeah. So he won't let her die out there and they just go back and forth and have their usual spiel going back and forth talking about she says it doesn't matter doesn't matter if you try to protect me from dying we're all going to die eventually. Then we see a car drive out of the kingdom and we go to pigs eating zombies and we hear a voice saying that we're hunting pigs and we get a pig hunting scene with Ezekiel Richard and his crew and talking about we're going to eat the pig meat. Excuse me. One of the dudes I think it's Richard says to Morgan, make sure, or says in reference, make sure their bellies are full of rot. I wrote right in my notes, those pigs must be for Negan's men. So Ezekiel commands his troops on the mission. He's, he's training one dude to try to kill a walker with a machete, and this guy's just a big fail. And this, again, this was all, this, this was one of the moments that maybe could have been cut for time a little bit. I don't know. Well, so, she, so he's, tra- he's training this kid, and Ezekiel holds down, he kills, kills the walker, and then the truck comes up, and, and it's the Negan guys, and Ezekiel gives us, and they pack up all the, I'm sorry, they pack up all the pigs, and then they head off. Not before, not before Ezekiel gives a speech. May we one day cease you all from this curse. Till then, know that we live on in your place. Full, festive, faithful, and free. Only halfway free. Oh, my fucking God. That part pissed me off for whatever reason. Okay, is he doing that to... He's, is, is he pulling a Mika or a... What was, what was the girl's name? The other one? Not uh, Nika and the two little girls. One of the ones that thought that they were still alive and went up and talked to them. Does he think that he could bring them back? That they're partially alive? One day we're going to come and save you? I don't know. Maybe he was just playing, getting into the character. Is that doing his dungeon mastership? But that that scene, that was my least favorite part of the entire episode. That speech that he gives as Morgan watches them and they head away. That Ezekiel adds plus 10 to charisma and strength. Okay, so then we're back at the kingdom, and Ezekiel's talking to Morgan about his bow rating. Speaking, speaking of uh, w- saying that Morgan, you're you're a ni- you're a twentieth level bow uh, bow knight, and we need you to train this other dude, cause uh, Richard, cause cause I need a part at King Richard's fair, at the Renaissance fair, or the Renaissance. I can't even say it like Ted says it on How I Met Your Mother. 
Uh, I, we need to audition for the Renaissance Fair. Fair. Right, so he needs Morgan to train one of his guys to be a better fighter. Benjamin. He needs him to do what was trained. However, Morgan was trained because he asked Morgan, how were you trained? And Morgan says, I was trained by a cheese guy. I kind of like this scene. How did you come to acquire that skill? It was a cheese maker. It was a cheese maker. I imagine your comrade would be very proud of you this day. Wolf Gaming, Wolf Gaming, you have failed this city. There's a saying. The pessimist looks down and hits his head. The optimist looks up and loses his footing. The realist looks forward. Okay, so we get to, he's trying to get Morgan to join his crew, and they walk and they talk, Morgan says some shit, and Ezekiel says some shit back, Ben will become a member of my court, I need him alive, please, please Morgan, train him for us and for the realm, kingdom is favored, and uh, we get more of the tiger for a second there, and uh, we get the drink from the well quote, we get a happy song, and Carol's in her face frustrated by this place as the choir is singing, Morgan is, and then we get a montage as uh, Morgan's training. We get, we see Carol steal a knife and some chocolate, which was kind of a funny mo moment. We get a montage to fill up a verse of this, uh, of, uh, of just shit happening. We needed a montage in this episode. We got a montage. And then we get to number eight, which I don't know if this is a shout out from the Walking Dead writers to Better Call Saul, because we get a whole conversation about, whole conversation about. Oh, no. We're eating possum out there. No, I like the lunch cobbler. There's a lunch cobbler? We have cobbler at every meal. And the cobbler, the cobbler, if people don't know what I'm talking about, this isn't a spoiler of anything, all I'll say, for those of you that do watch Better Call Saul, it's Squat Cobbler, baby. The Squat Cobbler. So I don't know if this was a reference back to Squat, Squat Cobbler. I'm going to choose to believe that's why we had a break in the montage to hear Squat Cobbler. And as as uh, Terry Chan said in the live chat, it's funny that the song that they had on was You Keep Wasting My Precious Time. The King is fucking great for this show. Laugh my ass off. How was The Walking Dead like Game of Thrones last week? The Walking Dead musical. If the zombie apocalypse fantasy life is a good alternative as long as it's practical. Failing at being Game of Thrones, I mean. Squat Cobbler. What's up, SM Down? What's up, Jay? Great to see you, buddy. Hate when people are saying last week like Game of Thrones could, couldn't be further from the truth. The King is fucking great. It, sorry, I'm jumping in the live chat because you guys are fucking awesome. If anyone did that shirt in real life, they'd be laughed at, shot, and robbed. <laughs> did that shit in real life, they'd be laughed at, shot, and robbed. <laughs> I Here we go. Let's go back. Hi, feeling guys. Uh, I kind of quit watching The Walking Dead sometime in season two. I just want to come across and say because I love these casts. I love you, Magically Delicious. Great to see you. And thank you to everyone that's popping in. And I know some people, Chris Hardwick is selling t-shirts now. What the fuck's going on? I know some people like the show, some people not. And I'm kind of shitting on it or going down, the dark, uh, down heavy on it. But again, it's all about analyzing things in different ways and looking at things in different perspectives and just being honest. I can't be anything but honest about what my opinions of this episode were. And it just wasn't my favorite episode of The Walking Dead. But I appreciate and people in the live chat that have already done that. And if you're joining, listening to this later or share or checking this out the video later, please share in the comment section. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why this was an awesome episode. I want to hear that perspective. I want to understand what people loved about this episode and try to watch it again 
with your eyes and try to fucking appreciate it more. I think a lot of it, again, is build up week to week. I build up so much frustration waiting to watch a show over the course of a week. It frustrates me if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't at least meet my anticipation. Whereas, again, if I binge something, I'm a lot more forgiving. And some people can separate that in their mind. I'm not, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm emotional. So then we get a kid wants to read a philosophy book, wants to read Morgan's philosophy book. It's a quick scene between Morgan and the kid he's training after a little break in the training. Won't spoil that one for you. Welcome, Dur welcome, David Adams. Great to see you, buddy. Great to see you, Trot. If I had a tiger, I would act however I wanted to. Very good point, Trot. Maybe that's why I hate this episode. It reminded me too much of Alexandria. Oh my god, I hated all those motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you, Wolf Gaming. I'm not trying to suck. Not trying to suck the producer's dick. Only Joe Dirty Locks. So let's vote. Uh, does this show need more, need more J-pop? Game of Thrones has the belt. Walking Dead isn't even the number one contender. He's got me. You can't bullshit a bullshit. He got me on the you can't bullshit a bullshitter. That was a great line, Tom. I didn't watch. Just watch your show on it now. So I thought. So you thought it sucked. I agree because I don't care. Love you, Jay. <laughs> Fucking love you, Jay. Well, Wolf Gaming, I was actually wishing that kid would die. Alexandria, post-traumatic stress disorder. Phil is a tiger. That's it. I do have a tiger. She, I, have a, uh, I have a tiger and I have a George. Betty, come here, Betty. I want you on camera tonight. Betty. There you go, Betty. I need my, I need my tiger on camera. Come on, come on, cam come on, cat. Come on camera. There we go. Betty, since, since, since there's a tiger in this episode, oh. My my cat's like, for those of you listening to the audio cast, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Sorry, Betty. I'm disturbing my cat. See, and that's that cat. That's my cat I feed 10 times a day. Imagine a big cat. That thing just, that thing just scratched me. Oh, I will check. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. Oh, fuck. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. And let me continue. Then we got Ezekiel talking some secrets from his, uh, talk some secrets to his people. Listen to Ezekiel. Oh, wait. No, okay. So Ezekiel, it's the time he's meeting with Negan's people. They're giving him all the stuff that we've seen collecting. The pigs. Eight pigs is good. Bigger pigs, well-fed, blah, 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 blah. And, we, and if, you, if you didn't know what was going on at this point, we get the conclusion of the fact that the pigs that they stuffed with the rot are for Negan's people. We meet another bunch of Negan's guys. And this is from Timo in the live chat during this part of the episode. I actually wish the show was darker. First episode was a tease. Terry Chan says, this show has an identity issue. Terry Chan says, a dark show should have rare moments of light. Light should have rare moments of dark. This tries to be equally both. I don't think it's working too well. That's just my opinion, of course. Some may like it. Corey Mitchell says, this is about much fun as Enid brooding over comic books. Timo says, zombie shows should all be cookie and cobblers. It should be death and guts. So... So yes, he's sharing secrets with the outsiders. <laughs> Zombies should be killed by a person wearing a chainsaw as a prosthetic hand. Thank you, Magically Delicious. So then we see the pigs loading up stuff. We get some shit talk from Negan's people and the Kingdom dude. We get finally get a fight between the two of them, which is some action. And it's like when you're starving, going through the desert, and someone hands you a cracker. It's the best cracker you've ever tasted in your life. Morgan's going to shoot someone, and Ezekiel says, lower his weapon and let Richard go. And then we get Richard gets pounded a couple of times by Negan's guys till Negan's dude breaks up the fight. This was an exciting part of the episode. I like the crossover moment, and I think... 
I think Terror or Timo might, might have said it in the chat. Can we just follow these guys back? Do we have to go back to the kingdom now? But it was cool. I like the crossover. I like realizing that we all, all these people have interactions with Negan's people. I like Morgan's reaction in this moment. Oh, you know these guys? Yes, I know them. I've had dealings with them before. Then we get Negan's guy beating up and Gavin stops him as they head off. He gives Richard the finger. It, it's this really weird thing that happens too. He like, he punches him, stops punching, and then he goes, Jokes on the finger in this comical way. It really broke up the mood of the scene for some reason for me. And maybe I'm just being a big stick in the mud tonight because I'm a fucking piece of, because I'm a bitchy, bitchy, bitchy review and recapper tonight. Because someone store some shit in my coffee or something. Someone someone pissed in my coffee today or something. But I know I'm so depressed right now. But but yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling that. I just thought I took it away, took it away from the scene for whatever reason. But it was a little humor. These were the savior rejects. Yeah, this was the this was the G team of the the Z team of the uh, of the of the saviors. Ask Siegfried and Roy how they're doing with their cats. One of the moments get in. I enjoy the show better now that I'm not paying for the season pass. If Merle was still alive, you would have chainsawed for hands. Well, this show, they just started doing it on Z Nation. We need Ash desperately in this show. Merle died. I miss so much. Some humor would be much welcome. These were savory rejects. When Carol has those flashbacks, does it mean she comes from this area? I think the flashes that Carol was having in this episode simply meant that she to show the struggle that she's having with all the death that she's caused and how every zombie that she's killed and every person, that things that she's looked at as not human before are actually very human and that she was seeing visions of humans. And that's why they were all transferring from zombie to human in her mind. That's how I, that's how I interpreted uh, Carol's visions in this episode. I could be way off, but that was my, that was my take on them. <laughs> so... So, okay, so here we go. Let's continue. Let's continue with this motherfucking recap here. So uh, that one guy looks like, uh, uh, then we get Negan's guy beating him. Okay, Terry Chan said in the live chat, that's one, one guy looks like a young version of the guy from How I Met Your Mother, the one with curly hair. Corey Mitchell says, hi, my name is King Ezekiel. I'm going to speak vaguely, cryptically, ambiguously. That way, it seems like everything I say is important. Hashtag delightful. <laughs> Timo says, guess not. I'm thinking too savage for this show. It reminds me of uh, Mystery Men when Ben uh, Ben Stiller's character is ragging on the Sphinx or something. Oh, are you going to say everything up? That co- everything up that must go up must come down. Mika and Sister Lizzie, thank you, t- thank you. Phil, you got to lower your expectations. We all need to laughing my ass off. Trust me, even with Game of Thrones, have episodes like this one. So the problem was the cliffhanger. This one was just a setup. I agree, Tom. I feel like. The timing and the pacing of everything, the way it was all set up, put us all in. The ones of us that are feeling honorary or feeling bitter, it's it's like when you're in a relationship with somebody or a friendship and you get into an argument or you have some sort of thing that you're like, okay, it's okay. Are we okay? Yeah, we're okay. And you accept that you're okay with it, but you still start treating that person a little passive aggressively and you're not sure why. And I think you're right. I think I have a, I have a stick up my ass right now about The Walking Dead. I do. I'm still calling out some bad writing and some bad pacing, but I feel like I am being harder. I'm, oh yeah, much harder. <laughs> I'm being harder. I'm in a little bit, I'm going into this a little grumpily and looking for things to pick apart rather than looking for things to enjoy, but they're not helping me out either. They could have helped me out in this episode and had us have a, again, had a Negan episode of all fun and being in at least been snappy and, and gone for the really deep episode 
a little bit later or something or but i agree with you i am coming in a little bit biased no sh no fucking doubt yeah terry chance the same phil i feel betrayed and yeah rule number one of the zombie apocalypse someone said it earlier so you ask and you call you gotta so Don't have to worry carol's lucky because she's got her shit buddy morgan so when you're out when you're out in the zombie apocalypse, worry, remember to always have your shit buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, so it's, it's on me. The episode was great. I'm an asshole. I think is what it really comes down to. So then we get some kids and it's movie night in the fucking, uh, in, in the kingdom. Yeah, great. What are they going to watch? Uh, Excalibur or, uh, fucking... First night, Game of Thrones season one. What year is the zombie apocalypse? Uh, they only can watch medieval type program. No, but whatever. They're going to watch a movie night and uh, they're going to play double Dutch or something. No. And they come on. We get a kid and we and we get this little scene right here. Come on. That was a deal, Dutch. Yeah. I don't even remember. Wow, good one, smart guy. <laughs> All right, well, just be in bed by 10. Not a minute later. Oh, okay, I, for I forgot what was going on in this scene. The dad is the guy that uh, he was training, this kid that obviously is dead man walking. He might as well, this kid that Morgan's training, might as well have a giant red shirt on and Captain Kirk is sending him down to a planet. Like, seriously, this kid, are we just meeting him so he can die? He just seems like dead man walking on the Green Mile there. So, hi, dead man. Hi, dead boy. Hello, dead boy. No, this episode was bad. And you're an asshole. Thank you, Tara Chan. <laughs> Tara Chan, I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for clearing, <laughs> clearing that mess up. That's right, baby. Shut the fuck up, baby. That's right. I'm going to shut the fuck up. Thank you. I will. Okay. I will shut the fuck up. So it's movie night. His dad was a good friend. Yeah. And it was almost the typical cliche line of dialogue, too, when it was, when it was the whole thing about my dad. It was, it was almost just taken out of cliche handbook. My dad was the greatest fighter in the kingdom. Let me tell you the tale of my dad. He was the greatest fighter in the kingdom, but he got into a situation with Ezekiel that he couldn't get out of. So even my dad, because everyone in this world, one time or another might die even me i might die fuck eat my balls captain <laughs> it was just i don't know it was just kind of a fucking stupid story that i just was like does this really fucking matter <laughs> the fill the porn music in the background might make things better okay let's, let's try that again you're an asshole phil but you're our asshole since joe's not there Thank you. I try. You guys, you guys help me. Help me. I, I love all of you guys. You help me be the asshole I am. Okay. So, so we get some speeches. Don't fight. We lose people. Uh, don't fight. Less people. You lose less people. And uh, Morgan says, "Ha!" Like I don't know about that. I just don't know about that shit. That that doesn't make sense to me. Sorry, I'm trying to. I'm wasting time. Fuck you. Thank you for disappointing me so much. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. 
Without Joe for comparison, you come off that way, I guess. Laughing my ass off, Joe is salt bait. It's true. I can just back off and let Joe and let Joe do his thing. I defended you when you didn't have the governor cut off Rick's hand. The Fucking cocksucker! Oh, you cocksucker! Man, this is but... not remaining true to yourself, you stupid fuck. You were an honorable man. This isn't remaining true to yourself to get what you want or to get what your destiny is. Staying true to yourself, you stupid shit. Go fuck your little speech, you f piece of shit. Fuck. Thank you. I, I want to get to the part of that rant that was, go, go fuck your little speech, you go fuck. So there's a little bit of Joe. Okay, so <laughs> thank you, Timo. Thank you, Timo. It, it works best when we have both of us going off and, we're, and we're, we're agreeing on the same thing, where we're not ranting at each other. So we get some kids. Carol's gone when Morgan shows up with some food and he smiles and looks around because he knew she was going to be gone and then he's got to chase her again and, oh, there's Carol being Carol. I agree, Rag. I, J Joe ranting is what initially made us friends with, uh, on the basketball court, hearing him yell at another kid uh, because of following him. What? You're going to fucking follow me? You motherfucker! I happened to be on a Joe's team randomly. The very first time I met Joe, I met him on a basketball court, and I randomly was on his team, and he just, like, bitch yelled at this guy in the basketball court. They kept following him, and it was love at first sight, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to him talk. I didn't know anyone could talk like that. And my eyes were all starry after that. <laughs> I do too, Magically Delicious. We'll, he'll be back next week. <laughs> Thank you, Timo. <laughs> he gets, a, he, I, I'm happy with that. I'll, I'll be the happy one. So, so, uh, so Timo said, I don't even know if there's much to recap here. Carol wakes up and meets an RPG guild master, has a tiger. He likes Morgan. The end. <laughs> Oh, wait, I want to recap the part where Morgan rolled double die and slaughtered that troll in the treasure cave, says Corey Mitchell. To Carol at night in the woods, she's telling, uh, she's walking, she's interrupted by Ezekiel, Ezekiel for a monologue. The path of the righteous, man. <laughs> and he talks some shit about her leaving, and Ezekiel says, whatever, I'll leave. And he gives this big speech and basically just calls her out on her bullshit and says, I'm not ignorant to the type of person you are. You show people side of you. And again, I liked what this scene was trying to do. I don't feel like the dialogue truly established it, but I think both actors did an excellent job in this scene getting across what they wanted to get across in this scene. I just feel like some of the dialogue was a little off, but let's listen to a little bit of it. Oh, gosh. This enclosure was built Here we go. for the purpose of common recreation and study. I had it repurposed into a garden worthy of our splendor. I dare say it's my favorite place in the entire kingdom. It pleases me that you've seen it with your own eyes before choosing to leave us so suddenly. Jeez, yeah, I... I'm real sorry about this. I'm... It's just... I'm good at Do they get me? Did they get me? Oh no, they got me. Oh no, they got me in my back. Oh, everybody, I think some of you might be, this episode is so bad, equipment couldn't handle me boring it anymore. Actual technical difficulties. Am I back? Everybody tell me, tell me when I come back, because I think I'm back. You hear moaning noises? I, I'm under the dumpster, guys, I am back. You hear me. Can you guys, you can hear me now. 
Okay, good. You see me. I know. I was hiding under a dumpster. And now my little thing is off. There we go. Yeah, I don't have my little little thing that says my name and you guys can actually see my chest. I ripped my guts out during the break. Sounds like a Carol episode. Won't bother watching it till later then. I'm back, guys. They shut me down. They got sick of me. The AMC is aware of me now, so they shut me down on the podcast. So it was the Ezekiel speech. Everyone got, the, the whole thing got bored. <laughs> the stream got bored and dropped it. No, but Ezekiel shows he's not completely ignorant. He appreciates the game she has, calls her out on it, and kind of shows her his cards, too, and shows how he's playing a game, too. Carol says, you're a joke. This place is a joke. You're selling people a fairy tale. This is stupid. What the fuck? You're just an egotistical asshole that likes people kissing your ass. He asks if you can sit down, and he sits there, and he talks about how he was, uh, he drops the Shakespeare, and he talks like a real person. He says he was a zookeeper. Shiva fell into a moat, got her leg ripped open, and he saved her life. It doesn't seem practical to have a tiger, but it eats as much as three people, and he keeps the tiger, and it makes him happy. It's, uh, it adds legend. It turns him into more of a legend instead of a person, and people need that nowadays in this time period. And, I mean, I understand a little bit of what he's trying to say. And it's like that Howard Stern thing when he's looking at the girl in the hot tub. Suddenly, she started making a little sense. He started to make a little bit of sense with what he's trying to do. I think this was a little long-winded, but I like the don't bullshit a bullshit artist. I like the theme of what they were trying to go for in this situation. Yeah, it is. The tiger did nothing. Hopefully, next episode will be back. I am back. I have worst technical difficulties ever. It really is. It really was. That, those technical difficulties didn't do shit for me. I was going to come back. I didn't have time, but I was going to come back from the podcast like this. You know, the, something, something happened to me. I don't know what's going on right now. Ah, ah, everybody. Am I gone again? Wait, am I gone again? And, and now I'm back again? I think I'm back and gone again, everybody. That was really fucked up. I put the zombie, I put the zombie fucking, uh, I put the zombie mask on and it fucking screwed everything up. I asked for these technical difficulties and here they come. So yeah, here I am. I'm back. Holy shit. Okay, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm, I don't know what happened. Someone got to me. Someone got to me. So he says, she says, this is a joke. You're living a fucking fairy tale. And she says, you're an egotistical asshole and people are just living your life. He says he was a zookeeper. And he, I, I like a lot of the story that he says. It's, he, he wants to protect her. And he says, I want to protect you. What, he also mentions that he's a theater guy. And everybody, hi, this is Phil. And I'm doing the podcast Brains. Oh God, that was just stupid. Okay, enough of that shit. Enough of that shit. Let me take that. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> Thank you, Claudio. I know, without Joe. Without Joe, he's the, so- he's the solid point. That, that would have been a good uh, Katie and Joe breakdown right there. I see spots. Great to see you in the live chat. Great to see Apulia. Great to see all of my very, very fr- great friends. Mm. Mm. We drink some more Game of Thrones beer and feel good. So I like a lot of the story, uh, the last thing in the world. So he's a theater guy. Ezekiel's his real name. She wants to leave. She doesn't want to stay in this place. 
he gives her the can't life can't all be bad. It's there's love out there and life is life. And love is love. Or some speech that he gives that I just rolled my eyes on. Carol says, why do you care? And he says something that I think is very true to a lot of people that do things for other people. Because it makes him feel good. It makes him feel needed in this world. That, and that made a lot of sense to me. And uh, <laughs> he says, you live here. Okay, come as you want. You want to come back. Uh, you want to go. Do whatever the fuck you want. So I think we all learned a valuable lesson, valuable lesson, Terra Chan said. The way to make the zombie apocalypse work is to roleplay an RPG mage and find a tiger. Boom, people will automatically follow you. <laughs> Remember that episode of Game of Thrones where they made macaroni necklaces and sang around the world while taking mood elevators? <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading Corey and Terra Chan's com- commentary during the episode. So they have a talk about how they're starting to like each other, Morgan and Carol. She's glad she didn't kill him, and he's, she is his favorite person that he knocked out ever. And then he gets on a horse and heads out as she heads in, and he flips the little mailbox thing to complete the episode. And if you, uh, Terry Chan says, if you have insomnia, put on season seven of The Walking Dead, I'll knock you right out. <laughs> so she heads in, kills the walker, buries it, lights a fire, and she just sits there, and there's a knock on the door, and it's Ezekiel, so she left, but she didn't live too, leave, leave too far, she stayed right outside the gate, and he has the pomegranate for her, and he gives her the pomegranate, and they're gonna be hanging out, the tiger's just walking next to him, hanging out in the doorway, whatever, and uh, here we go, come on in, it's a party, let's hang out, and that's the episode of The Walking Dead, Yeah. Probably one of my least favorite episodes of The Walking Dead in a long time. It's all in all with everything. If I take everything, every aspect of it that that I was, I just wrong episode at the wrong time for me. Not not my favorite stuff going on, and I wasn't necessarily bored, but I was rolling my eyes in the back of my head constantly throughout this episode, and I was not entertained to the point that I wanted to be. And again, I talked about this earlier. It may all be on me because I want The Walking Dead to be a little bit more action-packed, action-heavy. And I feel like this episode didn't have enough action in it for me. And the time, and the elements that they had in it could have been part of another story and done really well as part of another story. Instead, it was all stretched and dialogue was padded and scenes were dragged longer than they needed to be. So let's jump into the live motherfucking chat before we go. Ezekiel is co-trending on Twitter. Is him and a football player. And uh, thank you. I'll, I'll make sure to put that in a tag. <laughs> At least Ezekiel is not teaching Carol how to raise to read in the castle tower. I actually like Carol, but hate this episode. Is this Carol stay, go, stay more Glenn dead, not read? Uh, cuck with Carol. I remember when we thought it couldn't get any worse than still. So wait, Phil, do you think they pulled off the tiger? I think the tiger in and of itself was okay. The tiger didn't really do anything. I think the problem with the tiger was its integration with the humans. But the tiger itself looked all right. But but fuck, learn from Dr. Doolittle too did it better. <laughs> and if you're, you can't do something as good as Dr. Doolittle too with tigers walking around, don't do it. Timo and Phil, you're just, dr- you're just not drunk or high enough to fully appreciate the tiger. Very true, Tom. 
I will, I will ask them before we go. I'm going to check the messages. I keep wondering how many more seasons they'll have in the tank. Agree this episode was just wrong timing. Just let the bitch go away. You just wanted to leave. Ben will die very soon. Can you imagine Morgan and Ezekiel tagged even Carol? Oh, yeah, Sandman. Sandman, that's a party. Claudio, I think you have to be on mushrooms to enjoy this one. I'll have to try to drink away my disgust. And for a bonus point, does anyone know what type of tiger was that? Was it a Bengal tiger? I could be wrong. I, I know it wasn't a liger. So let me go to our, let's go to our voicemails. I think we got a voicemail. Oh, we got a couple of voicemails from SM. So let's, from J. So let's listen to them. <clears throat> so here we go. And I also got a couple questions from the live chat. I got a friend question from Jeff I want to get to as well. So here we go. Let's listen to SM's comment question. Hey, hey, what's up? So it's Jay. I didn't watch the episode, but didn't you say you were going to have someone on here to replace your um, your buddy Joe for this week since he had to work or something? And, like, there's no one else on with you. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, the Walking David was going to join us, but Walking David is working on a movie set right now. He will be with us on the 13th. Um, not next week. Joe will be back next week and then the walking David the following week after that. So David just couldn't, he was going to get home, but he couldn't get home and watch the episode and then have time and all of that. So that is why David isn't, that's why you only get me. It's almost like a, uh, so I've done, I definitely do a lot of these just me podcasts for some other shows, but this is the first walking dead one I've done. So thank you everyone that's joining me and, and thank you for dealing with me and my fucking babbling. So let's listen to, uh, Jay's other message. I came up with a way to uh, be safe while taking a shit without a shit, buddy. Do it. Just cover yourself in um in dead people guts and shit, like Rick and like Rick and um Glenn and Glenn did in, the, in like the first season when they walked through those horde of zombies, or do like um pull a Michonne and then just have like a ring of zombies around you. Step right in the, like, you know, cut off their arms and chop, like, you know, take out their things and then, and then, like, have, like, put them in, like, a circle around you, step right in the middle, and then take a shit right in the middle. That way, the, uh, that way all the zombies would just go away because they just, it would be, um, smell all the zombies around. As, as always, great fucking gold, Jay. Thank you so much, buddy. Love your calls. Love your comments. And let's go. Hey, man, got some dealings with, oh, great to see you, uh, Jeff. Jeff, who's one of our longest listeners and thank you so much for all your support jeff who uh have these awesome conversations and uh on facebook with him i got a question for you uh is is what happened to terminus related to negan at all and can you explain the factory more i uh, no, they're not related in the factory where where uh gareth and all of them were doing it was just kind of fed off of people like tricking them to get them so that they could eat, add some people, eat the rest. And I think it was a complete separate entity than anything to do with Negan's people. Even though I'm surprised that Negan's people wouldn't have had some interactions with them depending on the location, but uh, it's a different group of people. Have a great night, Tara Chan. Have a great night, everybody. And uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, someone has said, watch the promo for next week's uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead promo for season seven, episode three. Let's see if I let's see if I can do this easy. Let me see if I can do this easy. Walking Dead season. The, it's called the Cell. Okay, let's 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 try to do this. Let's watch this shit. On the next episode of Ooh, Walkers. The Walking Dirty Daryl. They still haven't taken Daryl to get a shower yet. 
Yep, we're getting the Negan origin episode. Daryl alone in a hallway. Looking like me in the middle of the night on a bad acid trip. Oh, we get Negan's face smiling. Yep, we get Negan at home. We get to see everyone at, at uh... It looks like it's also going to be, uh, what's that blonde guy's name? The uh, guy that stole Daryl's bike. And some, some uh, so it looks like it's going to be an origin episode, more of a following Negan back to his headquarters and learning more about all of them. Hopefully, I'm looking forward to The Walking Dead next week. I'm looking forward to coming here afterwards with Joe and talking about it. And hopefully I'll feel a lot better about it next week than I did this week. I don't. I like coming out here and bitching, and I like coming out here no matter what and getting to talk to you guys about anything, but this was not my favorite episode of The Walking Dead, and I'd like to thank everyone that joined me. Anyways, everyone in the live motherfucking chat that joined me tonight, and if you enjoyed this video and enjoyed listening to us bitch about it, please, or me, or we as in the we inside my mind, <laughs> please hit the like button, please hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend. Thank you to everyone that joined me tonight. Apulia, Ren Ren with Perry Love, Tim, Dwight, oh, Dwight's his name. Thank you, everyone. Timo, fucking uh, Amy, Sandman, Critch, Tom, CG Tiger. Yeah, that kind of, as KLC said, that kind of tiger was actually CG Tiger. Terrachan, I see spots. What am I drinking? I am drinking the Amagang Game of Thrones beer, the uh, Valamagoras. Pedro. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Westworld, let me know on Discord what you think. Yes, I cannot. Quixote, great to see you. I didn't see you pop in earlier. Uh, wait, how many buttholes would you give this episode? I would give this episode a... Oh, gosh. Six, six, six. Yeah, six. I'll give it a six. Six buttholes. Six side buttholes or quarter buttholes. It's no Evan Rachel butthole. That's for damn sure. So, everybody, thank you so much for joining me. Fucking lo love all of you guys. You're fucking awesome as always. And let's, uh... Let's let's, uh, let's, 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 let's fucking, let's feel better. Let's feel better. I'm going to feel better now. I'm going to fucking feel better. I got all this out, this fucking show. I love The Walking Dead. I want it to be good. I want it to shut my fucking brain off and stop trying to bitch and moan and cry and complain all the fucking time. But I can't do it when the show does this to me. When it fucking, after what happened last week, I needed fulfillment of that. I wanted more. I wanted to go more down that rabbit hole. Fall Negan. Feel bad about being with someone that's laughing about the deaths that we just saw in the episode before. If they connect the dots, push it, pull it, do all that fucking shit. I might be a happy camper. Oh, sorry. I started to burp in the middle of that. That's why my voice went, I might be a happy kipper. I turned to that Martin Short character, Larry Larry Glicker, and things go, whatever goes off, everyone goes down. Anyways, everybody, have a good night. Talk to you soon.
Just won't turn.